You're listening to a Count Out Podcast. Episode 10. We've got to do episode 10. 10 weeks of this, Scotty. And we got to do something special for all the. Oh, should I spill my wine? <laughs> Spilled it all over myself. <laughs> Are you muted? No. I was just trying to make a little sound. I can do a napkin. <laughs> hey. hey, Jesse. Can you get me a napkin? This is, this is a bot. This is out of control. We don't want to restart. That. No, 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 no. This is this is how the show should start. I think that on episode ten of Ring Post Radio, I think this is how the show could we start. Have the worst opening yet. I'm your humble host, Ryan Nightsey. Don't do the thing with the wine again. You're just gonna spill it again. I spilled wine in me already. I one minute into the show, I spilled wine in myself. Uh, it doesn't look like it's on the rug. Anyways, <laughs> I'm Ryan Nightsy, your humble host, drinking on, sipping on some Pinot Noir, Ring Post Radio Nights. I'm joined by the V4 man himself, Scotty Edwards. Scotty, how are you doing on this cool Sunday afternoon, Sunday night? I got a lot of steam to let go. From, not really from work, it's just from a long week of lots of wrestling, and usually... Usually we do this on Saturday morning, so I'm pretty calm. Except last week I said some things that, you know, might have went a little too far. And you're just dancing. So, you know what? We're just going to uh, we're just gonna start the show. So this, uh, this is the show, baby. Ring Post Radio Nights. I hate the voice so much. I think it's the voice that's getting me the most. Well, don't worry. We got a bunch of show, but we have a bunch of show. I'm already drunk. This is my second glass, by the way. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> I'm a All professional. I'm a professional here. Well, welcome, everybody, to Ring Post Radio. Like we said, <laughs> show at the top. I already spilled wine on myself. We're doing this Sunday night as per this episode. Will probably The podcast version of the show will probably come out Monday morning. Uh, so if you want the audio version, of course, you can get that on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, all those places. But of Monday course, morning, rain is falling. <laughs> yeah, train, baby. Train? Yeah. Train. Yes, Drops of Jupiter. Train. Yeah, except usually it's Sunday morning, but you said Monday. So. Yeah, we and usually we typically record uh, and go live on Twitch, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. So I'll start Sun- singing that Sunday from now morning. on Sunday mornings. But but instead we were uh, going going nighttime. You were working to this morning because uh, you what are you working at? I forget. It was like a hockey, right? I work at a uh, local sports network, one of the biggest in the country. So that's pretty cool. WWE. That is not a local sports network <laughs> at all. That's but fair. okay, that's fair. Let's get into the show. <laughs> I work for WWE. I think they just have to find this podcast to fire me, but that's fine. That's fine. They, they I all... said Saudi Taker last week. Oh, the only other line I had, we did say Saudi Taker last <laughs> week. The only other line I had for our, for the opening bit 
um, was, um, what was it? I don't even remember what it was. It was, uh, welcome to Ring Post Radio Nights, the only place where you get the smoothest wrestling takes on the internet. You know, if you were smarter, you would have been like late night night scene or late night scene or something. Ryan, like late, Ryan, late, late night scene on the sax. We need, Sky heads. Of, we need to get rid of the music ASAP. ASAP. Like that. That was getting wrong. I don't know why my hair is like trying to resemble John Cena's, but it's really annoying. It's, I hate it's not it. bad. I like it. It's professional for our night show. It's called I Had a Hat On. (laughs) That's also true. Let's get into the actual show. Uh, News items from the past week of wrestling that we wanted to talk about. Big news story. Yes, talking about wrestling this week? I thought we were just going to keep tossing back Well, I can talk about wine. Night jokes. No, 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 don't do it. Don't do it again. I'm a wine guy now. Fun fact. Did you just become a wine guy today? (laughs) In the past month, I've become a wine guy. I've never liked wine, and now I'm officially a wine guy. Now you're... Now you're a fine wine type of guy. Mm-hmm. A Californian red, if you will. No, no. We need to start talking about wrestling. We're, we need to. We just people don't come here for this. <laughs> no, I, I think people need to start coming here for for. I mean, if you want to come here for more insanity, I guess that would be happy hour. Technically, that's happy hour that we can't take the gimmick away from the other show you do. Spe- would- speaking about taking gimmicks from each other. Charlotte Flair and Becky Lynch got in a whole thing on Friday, and it looks like yeah. there. If reports are if reports are to be believed, then uh, they basically shooted on one each other live inside. Shot. It's shot. shot. No, no, it's they had shooted uh, on on each other during the middle of Friday Night SmackDown. Uh, exchange. Everyone's been talking about this. Basically, an exchange went down when they were exchanging their championships to each other. Uh, apparently Charlotte Flair was supposed to do this sort of like, like last second give her give or take thing, and then Becky Lynch shot for it, and then they dropped the title. It was a big old mess. The video trended on Twitter a little bit just because of how much of a mess it was. Uh, but it turns out the more more to the story is that apparently Charlotte Flair has been sort of acting um, against typical type, I guess. Would some people, some of her colleagues, would say. Um, um they don't know what they see becky as this sort of hero person is one quote i read um that she wasn't supposed to throw the belt to the mat instead it was supposed to be a cat and mouse thing and apparently charlie and charlotte and becca have had this strained relationship uh for a little while now so no one knows entirely what's happening but apparently charlotte is not happy with the company and the company is not happy with her uh what is your take on all of this scotty uh <laughs> I've had a lot of thoughts. Like if you were, if anyone read my Twitter at Scott E wrestling on Twitter, you're welcome. Uh, I had a lot of thoughts on Charlotte as a whole, because I think when it comes down to it, this is a Charlotte thing. This isn't a Becky Lynch thing. Like Becky Lynch is, has always been seen as someone that is respected and is someone that, you know, has had to work her way to the top and so forth, so on. She came, she just came back from having a kid. And, you know, you never hear anything bad about Becky Lynch. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, Charlotte Flair has the audacity to whine and cry and bitch and act up when they've given her 16 total title reigns. 
Yes, total, including tag team, NXT, Divas, mm. everything. I counted it the other day. Don't at me. Uh, anyways, they gave her at, at Scotty Wrestling. They pushed her into a WrestleMania main event. She had no, no spot. No, she had no right to be in it. This is, these are all the things they've went out of their way to do for her mm-hmm. because they want her to be the biggest star. Guess what? She has failed at being the biggest star. Becky Lynch has surpassed her. Let me break it down better to just when it comes to being a mainstream star, which is what they want Charlotte Flair to be. She is behind Becky Lynch. She is behind Sasha Banks. Then it's her. Maybe Bianca Belair is very close in terms of just the women roster on the men's side. There isn't that many that are mainstream uh, either, but my point is WWE has done everything in their power to make Charlotte flair, a star. And now she's acting up because I've seen people defending her a little bit saying, well, they released her husband. No, 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 no. He asked for his release. That, that was not what happened. Ric Flair, they released Ric Flair. I'm pretty sure there was a lot to do with that, but Ric Flair probably didn't want to actually be there anymore. I believe that. I believe I read that quote as well. I don't have it on hand, but I believe that was correct. My whole thing is, I, I, the one thing of all this that I liked about Charlotte Flair, she wanted to drop the title to Bianca Belair. Mm -hmm. That I can appreciate because you wanted to drop the title. They should have probably done that in retrospect, Um, and you know they could have just had. Becky loses the title of Sasha or something. But at the end of the day, Charlotte Flair has been handed so much and now she's acting like this and she's doing it with Becky Lynch of all people. Like, I understand why Becky threw the title at her. She's probably like, are you kidding me? Like, after all this? And they used to be best friends. Clearly, they are not anymore. Mm -hmm. Uh, And the fact that she got, you know, tossed out of the building, essentially, tells me a lot about this not being a one-time thing. No, I believe there was a quote that came out um, this afternoon saying that uh, this isn't the first instance. This isn't going to be the last instance uh, of a similar. I don't I don't want to use the word attitude problems, uh, even though that is what seems to maybe be the issue or whatever it is. I don't want to say that because because it could easily be everything. I mean, look at look at where Charlotte's position is. You're right. There is the aspect of her boyfriend and her husband. They wanted to walk away, but they wanted to walk away. And now she is probably hearing from her boyfriend that, you know, you would be great over in this other company and they actually will treat you right. Look at even when say about that, too, even look at the part where Andrade officially left and what happened with her situation. Remember that WWE medical staff at one point in time legit told her that she was pregnant. And that was not the case. She was not. She was taken off shows. She was seemingly very bad about that as well. If we if we recall that, protective though, protective of whom? Her. Well, isn't the point of if they thought she was pregnant, they didn't want to have her wrestle? Yeah, but she was like, "I'm not. I'm not. I don't know what you're talking about." It was just. It was like. It was like a. Yeah, it was like this whole weird thing and. I don't have all the details in front of me. This was like maybe two months ago. So I don't quite remember everything. So, you know, this is all alleged and all that stuff. But she seemingly was super angry about that as well. And so she is probably to be the devil's advocate for your story, Scotty, is that she is probably in a position where she is upset at the WWE as a whole 
and maybe she doesn't want to be there anymore. I have one more thing to toss in. Uh, they put her on Fox. That is a bigger, you know, that that's a bigger reach than Monday Night Raw. Like there are still clear signs that they are trying to please her when she's probably, you know, one foot out the door. That's what it sounds like. It sounds like she's one foot out the door. And I can understand. I always thought, you know, she's probably bored by now. Mm-hmm. You know, they've given her all these title reigns, and there's really for, nothing for her to do. She's faced almost everyone. Yeah. She's faced Io Shirai. Like, she, it's not even like she's waiting for, like, one of the top people to come uh, from NXT to come. She's faced the majority of the people in the company. So I can get, like, the boredom. I just don't think this is the way to go about it. You know, I don't think it's – I think she should be more professional, but I think WWE probably – there's probably WWE things we don't know either. Like, let's not act like this is just, you know, the perfect company that treats everybody right. That is not the case. Well, we'll get to the lack at of all. perfect company in yeah, a little bit. That is, like, that's not the case at all. But at the end of the day, this is Charlotte Flair. It's hard to believe she hasn't been treated more right than wrong over the past – I don't know how long has she been in WWE? Five years, six years, seven years? She's uh, been at the top since she's pretty much been there. So yeah, that's just that. Uh, and I feel like, you know, trying to make a scene and like throwing the belt on Becky, I that was just, you don't, you don't do that on TV. Like let's, you just got to be professional at that point. Like, yes, you probably don't like the segment. I don't think anyone did. I don't think anyone liked the just title swap. It's so stupid. But at the end of the day, you still want to be professional. Like I thought Sonya Deville was going to kill Charlotte, let alone Becky. What do you think moving forward? What, 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 what happens with Charlotte? Is this, I think she moves on probably signs with AEW. As my understanding, she has a couple more years on her contract. I think if this goes on long enough, they'll have no other choice. I think they'll get to a point where they have to mutually agree to part ways, because if she's going to act up, if she's not going to want to be there, she's probably not going to change anytime soon. Like it seems there's going to be, there's going to have to be a dramatic shift in the way that they're working together. Yeah. I I do agree in the sense for more years, let alone a few months. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, this company is very weird. And I feel, I, I do feel like, you know, you look at how our boyfriend's being treated, you know, I look at how, you know, her father probably was going to be treated. I mean, if I didn't need Ric Flair on my TV, but yes. But <laughs> we all we all were going to guess what was going to happen. Ric Flair, who was going to be the manager for Andrade. That I think that's that's probably allegedly obvious. But um, you know, she's looking at all this stuff, and she's probably like, "Man, that looks great." And I agree. Maybe this isn't the best idea, but. I don't and who knows and this is just all the speculation folks. I we don't know what's up with no. her. We don't well, know if actually, she, we don't even I know do. if she wants she no, we don't even know if <laughs> we don't well you work with WWE. Uh, we yeah, don't of even course, yes. we don't even know if she wants to be out of her contract. There's no, the no of all the news sources no one stated that. No, she's never said like that's a good that's a great point. They've never said she wants out of her contract. Maybe it's just she wants something different. <laughs> Oh my god! What the hell was that? That, that was, was a painful sneeze. <laughs> that was like a Looney Tune sneeze. You know what I mean? Yeah, like that was yeah. like you were falling off a canyon sneeze. 
You want to, so you want to move on from Charlotte? I have one, actually, I have one last thing. Sure. I said this like, you know, five minutes ago, but, but, but I don't know if she would be a plus for AEW because here's the thing with Charlotte. Even, you know, she's a big star. She'd be the biggest woman star they'd sign. Yeah. Bar none. Yeah. Not not even a question. And they need, they would, you, you get that. You get Charlotte. Of course you do. But even when she was happy in WWE that we know of, she has multiple times, you know, non, no sell things. And, you know, when she doesn't click with an opponent, the matches can be very bad, like very bad. Her matches with Alexa Bliss, often not very good. Uh, you know, unless she has one of the four horsewomen in there, it's often, you know, or Rhea. She's actually very good with Rhea. She was good with Bianca the other day, too. But Charlotte still is someone that, you know, she needs to like the person, but she also has her own idea of how she does wrestling. And there's many times she no sells things. And I'm like, ah, I don't know about that. Well, you have to think, whenever I think of that is... And it takes a little big spot away from a lot of people. To me, it's always incredibly difficult to really judge a WWE's wrestler in terms of those things. Because I, I always question immediately, what were what is their decision and what were they told mm -hmm. to do? Right. Like the whole current aesthetic of her character is like talking down to people and treating them like nothing. So, like, I imagine that plays into her lack of selling and whatnot. Mm -hmm. um, like, I agree. She's not, like, she's not the best wrestler in the world. but Not the she, worst, though. It, but she's not the worst. And that is still a talent that AEW could use. That is still a talent any wrestler can use. And the, the name that any wrestling company would obviously take. Um, you pick her up I, immediately if you if I, she's available. I think I just don't want to see Britt Baker versus Charlotte Flair. Okay, I think that's my nightmare. <laughs> it would be a good. It would uh, probably be a good match. Maybe I don't know. Let's move on. I don't see how that could be a. Yeah, let's move on. I'm done talking about Charlotte. I said this like three days ago. I'm done talking about Charlotte. Uh, at the end of the day, I'm going to stop talking. TBS Women's Championship Tournament brackets were officially announced. It was announced on Friday, I believe, that it was going to be a 12-seed tournament, uh, which was weird. <laughs> it was immediately announced to be a 12-seed. That's weird. Uh, and then we officially get it as a, uh, I think it was officially announced on Saturday uh, on Dynamite. So the tournament begins, uh, it's actually already begun. We've already had one match. So, Scott, do you want to go through and give our little pick on this tournament? Yeah, sure. I mean, I definitely didn't see Dynamite, so just tell me who won because I don't care. That's don't worry. I'll tell you <laughs> when we get there. Um, okay. So uh, first up, round first round. So how it works is that there is a first round. Four women get buys. The four women are four of the women in the top five rankings. No um, complaint already, by the way. What's that? And this isn't me complaining for the you know the whole show. I just think they could have easily done sixteen people. I, I agree. I agree. I think those four people you could have put like, you know, Thunder Rosa had... against Sky Blue, Jade Cargill versus Kira Hogan, Nyla Rose versus. I mean, you have Rio Mizunami there. I'm Ryo just Mizunami. saying, who like left Japan to go there for two months, and mm -hmm. they could have just easily put her in this tournament and had her lose, mm -hmm. or put Emi Sakura in this tournament, or like you said, Kira Hogan. Like there was just very easy ways to do this, and it's clear they just didn't want to, which is fine. Who cares, I guess, at the end of the day. But, like, you have so much time until the finals. I For me, it feels like a time issue. 
Like, yes, have yes. So much time till the finals. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. But they're if they can only do one women's match a show, then they probably. I would have to look at the schedule. Then maybe they can only do two women's matches a week, and then November comes the show, and then we have to. DK do should start showing them that the bunny is the ratings eater. Yeah. So let's actually do, don't do that. Don't do that, please. Don't do that. First round. Uh, let's talk. Well, let's talk about it. The bunny and versus red velvet. Did this happen yet? No, this has not happened yet. Uh, who is the buy of the, this? The buy is Jade Cargill. Oh, so uh, so Red Velvet's winning. Nice. Red. So Red Velvet. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. I think Red Velvet's probably going to win too. Uh, to go up against Jade Cargill to get that face heel dynamic. But then the bunny. The bunny's the ratings draw. Let's put the bunny in there. She is the new tribal chief, I'm told, on Twitter. Maybe (laughs) maybe we put the bunny in there and you get some ratings. We like some ratings around here. Yeah, but I definitely think it should be Red Velvet. I think if if they want Jade to wrestle a competitive match, you don't do the bunny versus Jade. That would be a train wreck. (laughs) Yeah, I agree. Uh, So we're going to say Red Velvet here, and then, well, I guess we'll get to quarterfinals in a bit. Um, okay, so Serena D versus Hikaru Shida. Hikaru Shida again Ooh. going for Ooh. a 50th win here against Deeb, who uh, just took it away from her. I am upset that they're already doing this match and that it was just... I'm more upset that I was supposed to be at the show and I can't be, so... I, cool. I, I've been complaining for months now about uh, no shows coming to Atlanta for like any one. company. Yeah, I'm getting one in Duluth, an hour away. I can't go to the show, guys. I can't be at the show either. I'm upset by it. Very sad. Um, Serena D versus Karashita. I'm very upset that this match is happening this soon. It feels like all that buildup was just for this mat- one match in the tournament. And I'm upset that it was this early on in the tournament. But whatever. Could have made it the finals. Could have. You could have. Would have made a lot of sense because you have an eight... I- the longest reigning AEW Women's World Champion. You have her, and then you have Deeb. I think that instantly makes that title more special. If you have them work to the finals, I think, I think we can, you know, predictably figure out what the finals might be based off the brackets. But sure. I agree with you. This should have been later on in the tournament. Who do you think who wins? wins? Here? Yeah, I need to know the buy because I don't know who the buy is. The buy is Nyla Rose. Hmm. See, Deeb's a <laughs> interesting. That's a tough one. It's a tough where, one. Like, isn't it? She can win or lose either way. Uh, I think man. whoever I think whoever wins this match is beating Rose. Yes. Uh, yeah. I think Serena Deeb wins. I I think it might be Hikaru. Sh- I would be upset if it's Hikaru Shida because it's just like, oh, she got a win back. I, I would love yeah. if it's Serena Deem. I think Serena Deem in the TBS title is great, so I would love her to win. I think you try to get Deeb versus Statlander in the semis. Wait, who's Statlander fighting? Well, let's talk about that next. actually next. So we're, right now we're thinking Deeb. We're saying Deeb. Yeah, I'm going Deeb. Uh, Penelope Ford versus Ruby Soho. That was the Dynamite match where, can you guess who won? Ruby Soho better have won. Uh, she did in eight minutes okay. and 30 seconds. So the quarterfinal match is going to be Chris Statlander versus Ruby Soho. Now that's juicy. Now that's that's a good one right there. Mm. Oh, now I'm intrigued. I think Deeb needs to win then because I think Deeb versus Soho or Statlander is a brilliant idea for a semifinal match because 
if you're trying to build deep up as this heel either one of those two are really good baby faces for her to compete against mm-hmm. i'm gonna go with soho i'm also gonna go with soho and i i think that'll be the thing anna J. the last first round was anna J versus jamie hater did jamie hater win uh this match has not taken place yet oh okay good 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 i was gonna be really upset if jamie hater lost to uh out of jay so i'm gonna pick jamie hater because jamie hater versus thunder rosa would absolutely bang which thunder rosa is the buy so that's gonna be the person they face thunder rosa if you told me she wasn't the buy i was gonna just lose my mind and be like is she even in the tournament i can we talk about that match real quick i don't think i won't wait which match the anna (laughs) j the anna j match with Britt baker yeah one of the worst matches i've seen all year yeah, I I just want to say real quickly that a lot of people came out of that match saying that Anna Jay looked like a star. And I'm not going to say that those people are incorrect. I, there was a lot of people on Twitter. And I'm not going to say those people are incorrect only because those are their opinions. And this show is all about respecting people's opinions. Even if they're wrong. However, that match is bad. It was, so it was sloppy. It was slow. I don't know. I I don't know about you, Scotty, but like last year before her injury, I don't know. I don't know how much of this is the injury or the crowd or whatever. Um, but before the injury, I thought Anna Jay was a very solid prospect. And like, I thought, you know, like I thought maybe she could have even had a potential to win the title off of Sheeta at one point. I thought, you know, that I was like, you know, Anna Jay is, is wow. pretty. I I was high on Anna J. I had a lot of stock in Anna J. I hear Jungle Boy is too. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. I'm in the <laughs> same boat. I wish. Um, but watching that Britt Baker match, and I get it. Look, I get it. It's Britt Baker. Britt Baker is a wrestler that uh, needs someone else to be on a higher caliber or an even caliber to bring a good match when it's someone beneath her. Uh, they can't really do it. And we're looking back on the Anna Jay-Britt Baker feud where it was the first match where we had that that moment for Britt Baker where she broke her nose and, and got her face all fucked up. Uh, but And that was like a big sloppy-like match as well. But this was just slow. It was not good. And I have sold all my Anna Jay stock I'm not going to be buying for another year or two. I was really upset coming out of that match, and I don't think she should win this match. I I think it should just be Hater moving on. I always thought Anna Jay was going to be like, you know, she could be a star in like three years. Like, that's how I always felt. I never thought it was going to be soon. This match just guaranteed that to me. Uh, It's got a lot of work. When when they messed up the Bret Hart spot, I was like, oh, this is this is bad. Like, this is bad. Like, the one thing you had to do was just climb that up and just fall backwards, and you couldn't even do that. Uh, that sleeper hold, I still think, might be going on. Like, that was – it was bad. And I, I think the problem is – I think the injury actually has a lot to do with it. I think, you know, she was already green as could be. Mm-hmm. And then she missed all those months, and now she's on television – too many times a week like no that's not so not, not just not just on television but not on television in front of some of the largest crowd not even some the largest crowd she's ever wrestled in front featured. of ever featured yeah it's just it's not a win-win situation for her at all it's a lose-lose because unless she just you know becomes 
Thunder Rosa overnight, like as a, just an overall very talented in-ring wrestler. It was never going to work. I think she's getting the character work down. I think I'll give her that. Yeah. But the rest has got a lot of work, and I don't think she should be beating Jamie Hayter. So we're going to say quarterfinals for us is Thunder Rosa, Jamie Hayter, Jade Cargill, Ooh. Red Velvet, Nyla Rose, Serena Deeb, and of course, Chris Statlander, Ruby Soho. So Thunder Rosa, Hayter, who are you thinking? That one's, I, I want to say that should be a great match, but it does feel like Thunder Rosa there. Thunder Rosa should definitely win. It should be a very good match because debatably those are your two best in ring. Well, besides Serena Deep, mm-hmm. like the, those are two of the best. I think Jay, uh, Jamie Hayter surprised a lot of people since she came back. And I think that would be a good match. I think even giving Jamie Hayter the one win just to be like, oh my gosh, you're going to face Brit is good enough. I think that's good enough. And then you have Thunder Rosa beat her. And that furthers that story of, oh, she beat Brit's sidekick, whatever the hell you want to call her. Yeah. Uh, and I agree. I agree. Thunder Rosa should not lose again on television. Please. At least yet. So saying Thunder Rosa moving on, Jade Cargill versus Red Velvet, Jade Cargill, right? Yeah. I mean, no, no offense, to Red Velvet, but that then makes the semifinal Rosa versus Jade Cargill. That's what they're built. That's what they've been building to. It only makes sense. Nyla Rose versus Serena Deeb. I think Deeb. I definitely think Deeb. I think it should be Deeb. I think I think Nyla Rose. I think is Deeb someone... should win the tournament. Like I'm not. I'm just going to spoil that right now. I think she should win the tournament. Um, Statlander versus Soho. Soho. I think Soho versus Deeb is definitely a top of the line match they want to do but is that a match you save for down the road or do you put that right now i mean that could be a potential tbs championship defense so maybe they have stat win but i i think soho's definitely winning i think soho's definitely winning i don't know how you eliminate deep in the first two rounds i mean you could have sheeta beat her but that's just yeah it's not, not it for me. Like, this is the perfect chance to have Sheeta lose, and I don't want to see Nyla Rose versus Sheeta again. Please don't do that. Please. Please don't do that. Um, I'm looking up real quickly. We, we're going real long, by the way, so I'm just trying to go fly through this as well, but I'm looking up real quickly. Uh, well, we had, we had you know, Dark Sinister Ryan at the beginning. It wasn't it was, dark. It was nice. That was, that was spilling wine and all over okay. himself. Ruby Soho has already lost before. I forget well, who. To, to Brit. To Brit, yes. Um, I just wanted to confirm if she lost before. I don't know if, yeah, I don't know if losing the Statlander is currently in the cards for Soho. Could be, but I'm not sure. Yeah, um, semifinals. Thunder Rosa versus Jade Cargill. Does Thunder Rosa give Jade Cargill her first loss? Mm, no. I think, I think Jade wins. I'm going to say Thunder. I'm going to just go say Thunder. And I think part of me, and maybe it's the wine talking, but part of me feels like it's more of a, <laughs> it's more of a want of, I want Thunder Rosa to win. But yeah. I think, um, I, mean, I definitely want her to win. I think to me, it's a sort of an end of the feud sort of situation. And so I feel like you get Thunder to win to win that, to go into the finals and that be her moving on, moving on situation. I don't know. I'm not sure. Um, uh, you gotta finish this. <laughs> yes, Serena D versus Soho. Soho. I'm gonna say Deeb. Well, I well, 
I think it goes one of the two ways. Like, I think it's either Jade and Soho or it's Deeb and Thunder. It's not, they're not mixing those two. And that, and that is where we differ. I am saying Th- right. Rosa versus Deeb, and you are saying I Jade. prefer yours. I'm just going with the Tony Khan mindset here. So. Okay. <laughs> Jade versus Jade versus Soho. What is your decision? Jade versus Jade, Soho. I think Jade wins. I think I think they want to give her like this massive title run where she's just unbeatable, and then once she's beaten, it's a big, big win for someone on the women's side. I don't know. Maybe it's your favorite Anna J. <laughs> huh? Who knows? Uh, maybe maybe her and uh, Jungle Boy can win titles or matches or something. Uh, you know, because you also love Jungle Boy. <laughs> yeah, I think Jade wins, but I I prefer Deeb win the whole thing. I just really I really don't like that couple for some reason. <laughs> Jade Jungle Boy. <laughs> I don't know what it is. That would uh, actually be your background if you had one. Yeah. Uh, the 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 butt the butt grab shot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that would that'd be hilarious. Uh, Thunder Rosa versus D, which is my final, and I think the final is also going to be on the pay per view. Let me see if it says. I thought it was supposed to be on January second. Is that when the final is happening? Uh, we, on the first episode of TBS. Ah, that would make sense. Yes, January fifth, the show's debut on broadcast. I think you do have the show have a huge match between Rosa versus Deeb, have a great outstanding women's television match on, on TBS on your first episode. And I think you crown uh, Thunder Rosa as the first winner of the title holder. That'd be that, that way, for whatever reason, we can hold off Rosa Britt Baker for even longer. Yay, that means a longer Britt Baker title raid. Just what I asked for. We're getting Britt Baker versus Ty Conchie at a pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. That's a decision. I don't... The problem I is like also... Ty. The problem right now with Britt Baker is I don't know if there's anyone that can beat her. That's Well, there is. They just don't want her to beat her yet. Yeah, I guess Thunder Rosa, <laughs> Rosa will probably be the only person. Well, there we go. Those are our thoughts on the TBS tournament. We're already 30 minutes into the show, and that is... Sheesh. <laughs> yeah, sheesh. Well, y'all. we talked about Charlotte and Becky, too. Yeah. G1 Climax. Let's get into it. G1 Climax Final. This show... I think I enjoyed. Well... How much of the show do you watch? I only watch the two matches. Yeah, I only watch two matches. Come on now. I'm not watching so tag do you... team wrestling. I don't, I'm not watching a bunch of multi-match. Except, except my boys won. My boys won. They're getting a title match. House of Torture all the way. Bro. Oh, yeah. Evil show in Yujiro Takahashi. House of Torture winning titles, baby. Here we go. <laughs> the title that Evil previously was like, I don't want this. Yeah, he still doesn't want it, but he knows what he's doing, baby. Here we go. Do you want to talk about the good news or the bad news of G1 Climax first? Let's talk about the good news first. Good news, of course, was out of nowhere, Zack Sabre Jr. in all white cladded wardrobe struts down the ring commentary is like what the hell is happening out comes that that beautiful orchestral music katsuria shibata all black walks down to the ring and out of nowhere we're told that this is a grappling rules match that they is going to be five minute exhibition match uh first time shibata's quote-unquote wrestling exhibition whatever it's a match in Four years, insane, chills, chills. I rewatched the entrance alone like twenty five times. Yeah. <laughs> it's just so good. I thought Kevin Kelly and Chris Charlton 
did so good. Like they did so good at being like, what is happening? Cause like they definitely weren't told, which made it that much more organic. It was the perfect surprise. I think in a year where new Japan has had such a tough year, a tough year, I think, you know, without the one bad news of the show, it was the correct way the show needed to go. Uh, I, I mean, who could have dreamt that Shibata was going to wrestle again, just even for five minutes, like who could have imagined that? And the best part is he looked so good in there. Like, I don't know what the future holds. I don't know if Shibata does indeed wrestle again, if he is almost getting cleared, but there's one person that made me say, never say never. That is edge edge somehow came back from an injury. I know it's very different with Shibata. I know Shibata had, this terrifying injury where his life was literally in jeopardy at one point. Like it was just terrible. It wasn't a lifers. Was he going to be paralyzed for who? for bad. edge? Shibata. 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 I know edge was Shibata. Shibata was a horrendous story. And yeah. I, I don't know the quite percentage, but it was something as low as the doctors told him he had like a 12% chance of living. Yes, exactly. Something so, insane like that. So that's the, I guess that's, the beauty of wrestling in the end of the day, like these moments can happen uh, when you least expect them to. And if this was it for Shibata, great, but I don't think it's it for Shibata. I don't, I don't, I think at the very least, we're going to get more grappling matches, which <laughs> I'm fine. You put that on every show. I'm, I'm watching it every time. Uh, it was just awesome. It was the best moment of new Japan's year by far. Nothing comes close. Yeah, there was only like nine people aware of this commentary team. Neither commentary team even knew about it. It was literally uh, Shibata, Saber, Gato, Obari, um, Sugabayashi, uh, the referee, Marty Asami, the ring announcer, the lighting staff, stage director. Basically, the, all, the Saber, all, right? need to know basis. Yes, of course, a Saber. <laughs> uh, a need to know basis uh, for this. Literally... I love Shibata. I think he's an outstanding wrestler. I think his story of of someone that lived and breathed New Japan, came up in the Young Lion system, became um, a musketeer, then during the dark days of New Japan, just said, "Screw this, I'm out." Put you know, kicking kicking the dirt behind him on all these New Japan fans and wrestlers. Um, eventually, came crawling back. And he had to rebuild the trust of not just the fans, but the wrestlers, the behind the behind the scenes crew as well, and got there all the way up to winning New Japan Cup, challenging Okada, putting his legit life on the line, and that won him over to everyone as this legend of New Japan after what he previously did to the company. And, you know, like I said, 12% life chance of surviving what that match did to him. Those headbutts are still things I show. The Shibata Ishii match from the G1 Climax, that like short, quick little like 10-minute match, is my perennial match recommendation for anyone wanting to get into New Japan. Based off of the Shibata return alone, just in our personal slack of countout, there was like two or three of the people would be like, I think I want to get into New Japan. You know, this is like, I'm interested in getting into this stuff. Um, this 
got people talking about New Japan. This got the internet ablaze once more. Um, it it was outstanding. I I I the apparent allegedly doctors have still not yet cleared him, but they must have done something to for him to get this exhibition match. Um, so the question is, obviously, with Shibata, and obviously what's coming up in January, are we getting a match with Shibata? Based on what happened later in the show, I'm gonna say yes. You gotta get Shibata on that show at least once, if not thrice. Put him against Saber, an official match. Put him against, I don't know, I don't know, some some. Let me Master Wado. No, put no, him it, put him against Master it, Wado in night two, Ishii in night three. I there think you put him against Saber Junior. Probably someone that he taught at the LA Dojo. Mm. And you know whoever put against Carl uh, Fredericks, that see that'd be a good one. He's probably ready to finally go over. Yeah. Uh, by then, uh, you know, as someone who's watched, I've only watched a handful of Shibata matches, but yeah. I always always told to watch him because you know I got into New Japan a couple of years ago, like a lot of people did. I think a lot of people got into New Japan around the Okada. Omega match. I think that's like really when people started to get into it. That's when I started to get into it. Uh, and Shibata was a guy that people have always told me year year after year, month after month. This is the guy you should watch because based on every wrestler you like, he is the one that wrestles exactly like them. So yeah. like, I think the first match I ever watched of his was a title match with Tanahashi, and it was just amazing. Like. The he, dude he does a lot of small great things. He he is the wrestler. Like he is the professional wrestler. Like that is the thing that there's a reason he's called that. That's what he is. I, I point it up because yeah, you I, don't you don't know this. No one knows this because it's right above me. I don't know this. I have a Shibata towel, the wrestler towel, hanging right above me. I look up to it. That's amazing. It's uh, it's this is I don't I mean you can see behind me. I'm not I'm not a big like wrestling merch person. You know, I have like that's what you have. I have like a Kenny Omega uh <laughs> uh pop figure. I have you know maybe a well I had a t shirt, a wrestling t shirt, but that got canceled. Um that's and, tough. <laughs> yeah, that's tough. I got these belts from when I was younger. Nice. You know, uh, I don't have much in ways of merch, but I went out of my way when we went to the New Japan Charlotte show, I believe it was, to specifically buy this wrestler Shibata towel because I'm that much of a fan. I really like this guy. I really enjoy yeah, his work. Uh, even if, like, he can wrestle one match, like one match on that three-day Tokyo <laughs> Dome show, I think you give him the rest of the days, the grappling matches. Like, I think that's what you do. If you don't want to, you know, you overuse him, which makes sense. You probably don't want to do that to a guy that, you know, almost died and hasn't been able to wrestle in four years. I think that would be best case scenario as well. You know, you have him versus Zach yeah. and then you do some grappling matches. I, I think you and me could just agree. We are just so happy. He's back yeah. in any form. I think the entire wrestling world is happy. He's back. And by the way, that man has not stopped training no like he is no. he's been wrestling for for real probably shape now yeah and he probably was back then with just saying something like i saw him i was like 
oh no <laughs> like this guy is ready to go i just i hope i hope we get to see him wrestle one true true wrestling match even if it's just one yeah and i we know he does too i i i can't wait i i can't wait for the day i'm telling you what it's happening the bad news the G1 Climax final. This is just heartbreaking news. Uh, G1 Climax final match takes place. It's Kazuchika Okada uh, versus Kota Ibushi. I believe you and I predicted that correctly. So I'll take a victory lap there. Um, versus with Ibushi versus Okada. I don't quite remember. That's fair. I mean, I, we're going to take the victory. Let's take it anyways. I don't remember, but we'll take it anyways. I remember it was in discussion. Um, and uh, as the match is going on, 20 minutes or surpassing the match uh they just start getting into that next gear abushi points to oh, the top it was kill time that's what it was oh yeah i mean yeah like it was kill time for both of them like this is when this is gonna the, be like a 30 40 minute match you know this, well i think yeah 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 it was gonna be i think it was gonna be nice 30 because you don't want to push abushi that way and the saddest part was of all this is this is the first time he's felt back in my opinion um, I, I will also say is that uh, I came late to watching this because I was just going to wake up and l- watch it. And then I woke up to Shibata and I was like, well, I got to watch this right away. <laughs> um, so I was like slightly behind by just like a couple of minutes. Uh, so okay, I look I on I look on Twitter <laughs> as I just want to convey my experience. I'm looking at Twitter and seeing what people's thoughts are. I read this. I read what's happening, what's about to happen. And I'm like, oh, no. So all of this match is happening. Oh. I'm now thinking in my place, oh, what something's about to happen. And there's a different element to being, you never, I mean, I try to avoid spoilers as much as possible, but it's really hard when you're running a fucking podcast network Twitter account by yourself. So, you know, you gotta, you gotta be on Twitter and tweeting these things out. So I'm like behind and I hear what the move is and I'm like, oh no. So the match is happening. Kota Ibushi goes to the top rope, does like a foot stomp, I believe is what it was. Then he like rolls through, and then he no. Oh, uh, what when he got hurt? No, 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 that when he hurt. I think oh, okay. the the match right before. So he goes through, points to that top rope, and I'm sitting in my couch at home, being like, "Oh no, he's about to do it." And I think commentary is like, "Oh no, he's looking for that Phoenix Splash." He goes into the top rope, gets into that Phoenix Splash position, jumps off, lands practically on his entire sh- left shoulder, I believe it was, um, and. That's it. He lays on the ground. Red Shoes is talking to him. Okada props himself in the corner. All of a sudden, minutes later, rings the bell. Match over by referee's decision. Then just the doctors come out. Young Lions create the media barricade, which I really appreciated. I thought that was a great, nice touch to get that get that respect there. But we hear that like maybe they're popping it in. We hear it might be like a wrist, might be a dislocated shoulder. As I understand it, it probably was a dislocated shoulder. Um, also, that's like something that people with a dislocated shoulder do is they hold their wrist, apparently. Um, I've never dislocated a shoulder. I don't know. This is what I read. Uh, Knock on wood. I don't know. Knock on wood. Um, so we don't know what happened. With we, we, the, Even the reports are saying that he's okay, but you know this is a shoulder that he's hurt before. Dislocated, and when he hurt before, he was out for three months. That puts us past Wrestle Kingdom. If he tore something that puts him out, you know, Finn Balor territory where he's going to be out way longer. So this was I all, all of this I want to say, Scotty, is that what a sort of 
poetic ending, a, a, a sad poetic ending to the G1 climax, where we start our show with an injury of Tetsuya Naito and end the entire tournament, end the summer, fall, with another injury in K- Kota Ibushi. Two injuries coming out of this entire G1 climax. Major injuries. Major injuries. That is injuries that might have them miss three nights of Wrestle Kingdom. That they were going to be relied on to sell tickets. Yeah. So this isn't Yoshihashi. This isn't anybody else. This is Abushi. This is Naito. This is two of the top three stars right now. Uh, four. I'll I'll include Shingo too. And Tanahashi, so five. They, they, and I'll say know, Shibata for six. <laughs> well, yes, if Shibata's fully back, then he's definitely one of them. Anyways, it it was so devastating because to me, they were on to something special. Watching this match, it felt like a New Japan main event. Not one of these forced 40 minutes just, you know, sit around and fight. No, this actually, to me, felt like a New Japan match that made people love new japan like this was full out okada this was abushi being back to top form that was my biggest takeaway for the first 20 minutes of this i was like this is the this is the abushi people have been waiting for this entire tournament and i think abushi had some good matches like i think he had good matches none of them were long and i know that's something with people i didn't mind it anyways uh, it was really heartbreaking because, like, you could just tell on Okada's face he was devastated. Like, Okada did really good, I think, too, of just, you know, making sure he was okay, you know, being a complete professional before, yeah. you know, breaking into the Rainmaker stuff and being like, yeah, yeah, I won, yeah, yeah, yeah. But Which I must think, have been really hard to go through, knowing yes, that absolutely. your friend in the back is injured. And I think there's – we have more conversation with Okada. We'll do that in a second. But I think, you know, looking at the full picture, how do you book three nights of wrestling with no Naito and no Ibushi? I think Ibushi has a chance because dislocated shoulders are weird. They're yeah. weird. Like, they could either be really okay and, like, he could be back in two months, or they can be like Finn Balor, like you said. He can miss almost a year. Yeah. It's, it's tough. And, you know, Naito had knee surgery, so... <laughs> your your predictions is as good as mine there but what what do they do now they have one match they have one match they got they got that it's the match that they needed uh-huh. now they have to put everything else together and it sucks because to me okada winning winning the tournament was the ultimate reset for them I always yeah. thought that. I thought he was the beginning of the ultimate reset where you reestablish what New Japan Pro Wrestling is. You get Okada back in the main event against Shingo Takagi, the show that people are going to watch the most of your promotion. That was brilliant to me. But now you're going to be missing two of your biggest stars, yeah. probably. Hopefully not, but probably. At least one. Yes. And yes, let's dream that Shibata is back. Let's dream that indeed he will be back for that show. Okay, that helps. But there's never going to be a time more than this year's Wrestle Kingdom that they need the outside talent more than this year. And we're not even talking, by the way, about the possibility of Osprey, Jay White, any other LA Dojo person entering the country for Wrestle Kingdom. 
We're not even, we're not even talking about picking up the phone to TK to being like, hey, can you send over some guys? We're not talking about these people. We're talking about like two homegrown people that are in the in the country already. They would have been on the card no matter what. Now it's like they're gone. Who the hell knows about Osprey and White and, and all these people? Who who the hell knows about all these other wrestlers? Because they're working shows as well. Dynamite comes first. And Dynamite's going to be happening. I don't know. Uh, I'll even look at a calendar real quick. I don't mean, I mean, what not night is Dynamite going to be on? Um, so who the hell knows what's about to happen? I don't know what you're going to do. If I'm in the room, I'm freaking out. You know, I don't know yeah. what's going to happen. What is it? January 4th, 5th, and 8th, right? Yeah. Dynamite. Wednesday, January 5th. Obviously, with if there's New Japan is still on their two-week... Um, isolation the the good news is japan is opening up a lot more now this is true but we're we're looking at the winter and winter is gonna winter is coming winter is winter is gonna winter but if you're doing two weeks that's you know that is what two three four five dynamites gone they won't be have these people maybe four depending on what time you leave maybe thankfully thankfully they have a roster where that's okay but it depends who you're sending over. It yeah. depends what stories you're telling. And, it, it and, for, and if you're and if you're New Japan, you want to get the big guns. You're gonna want to get a Moxley. You're gonna want to get you know. I think Moxley would be willing to do that though. To be fair, <laughs> I, after that Moxley promo on Dynamite, which you haven't seen yet, I don't know. I've heard. I don't. I don't. Get, I don't get the impression that he wants to be gone for five weeks. Yeah, it's yeah. If the five weeks thinks he's not doing it. I mean, instantly pops in my head. Their their golden option is the American Dragon. That is their golden option. I think that is the. I think I think if you're Gato, that's the one guy you're trying to get because you know he wants to be there. You know that's a show he wants to be on. And you know who else you get? Honestly, he's not doing anything. Maybe let's put let's throw Miro in. I think that'd be a good one. I think I, so here. Why not? So, put him, like, put so him for the never title. Put him in the never title. I mean, first off, you want Jay White back. Oh, wait, like, Jay White's the never champion. God damn it. Let, let's start with like the obvious, like you, well, he's probably going to lose it to Ishii. So Ishii can bring it to Japan, truthfully. Good point. But I think you really need Jay White back. You, I don't. I don't. I'm not even a big Osprey fan, but you need him back. Yeah. Like you. You need these people back. I know they got uh, Aaron Hanare back. I saw that. I was very happy about that because I actually was liking his work. Yeah. I mean, it's not, he's not. He's not them, but he's someone. Yeah. You know, like they're prepping even, for World Tag League. Even yeah, one person coming back is a good sign. Uh, I know Jeff Cobb left the states, so like, I mean, left Japan, so it's a trade off for now. But in at the end of the day. Oh, they're in a tough spot. They're in a very tough spot. But I think they're doing a lot of good things just from that one last Gina one night alone that at least can have people excited. They just need to get their people back. You're going to have a Tanahashi title defense. Uh-huh. You're going to have Shingo versus Okada. Like Those are two things you can depend on, thankfully. Uh-huh. But everything else, I don't know. Let's talk about what they're doing. 
Um, after the G1 Climax final and subsequent interviews, Okada says that he doesn't want a briefcase. I beat Ibushi. I see him as the rightful champion of the IWGP Heavyweight Championship, that V4 title that is around behind your head. He sees Ibushi, which I did the math, by the way. I don't know what Okada's talking about, but if we're talking lineal champions, that champion's Hiroki Goto, baby. Abushi, uh, what was it? Abushi lost to. I gotta look at my tweet, but I think it was like Abushi lost to Tanahashi, and like Okada beat Tanahashi, and then Tamatanga beat Okada, and then Goto beat Tamatanga. Lineal champion, Hiroki Goto. G is for Goto. G1, G1 is for Goto, and he's your lineal champion. Anyways, IW Goto P Championship. Um, he's the lineal champion. But besides the point, He's now walking out on these Road 2 shows with the title on his uh, on his shoulder. Walking out. We now have three world titles in this promotion. Yeah, two, but there's only one real one. Which which is what? The what? Shingo's? Okada's. Okada's? Okada's. Yeah. In my mind, it's Okada's. It was always Okada's. The fact that he brought it back and it just walking out there like it never left. Oh, man, it's amazing. Yeah, what's your? You obviously love it. What's your take on all this stuff? I, I I adore it. I think Okada. I think like to me, it feels like they're trying to reset everything. Yeah, it's not. They're not just trying to reset. Like, okay, we're gonna have Okada back to the top. No, 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 no. We're gonna reset the stupid title decision we made at the beginning of the year. Here's the good belt. Look at it. Love it. Uh, looking at it and loving it. Thank you for asking. It's right here. Uh, anyways, I love it. I think. Everything about that lap, barring the Obushi injury, which sucks. Everything that Okada did was perfect. I loved his post-match press conference where they were asking him about challenging Shingo, and he goes, I'm not challenging him. I'm the champion. I was like, what? He needs to challenge me. I was like, what? And then now he has his belt, and I'm like, Oh, this 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 grand delusion that Okada is on that I'm just like what what are you talking about, dude? But think about it, think about it. Did Okada really ever lose the title? Did he really? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he nah, did. He lost the double gold dash. That doesn't count. That was the beginning. Yeah, that was one of the he, titles he, he lost. He was, <laughs> he was the last single IWGP Heavyweight Champion. Abushi, uh, Abushi was no Abushi was a single champion. And then he no. became double champion against Naito. Yeah, that's... No, he didn't. Yeah, am I, am I mistaken? Naito had both titles. Oh, yeah, Naito. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. Okada's the last single yeah, champion. You're right. So you're that right. is you're his incorrect. damn belt. You're incorrect. He was you're like, correct. no. You, you know no, it doesn't mean? matter because Goto is your lineal champion. He I'm needs to be gonna... going after Hiroki Goto, the last samurai, the final dad on this show. Hiroki Goto. Shit on Goto last time we talked about their tournaments. I don't want to hear it. Just go. Just stop. My point is, he's the last real champion. It's his title. I can't believe Shingo gets to finally compete for the real belt. Congratulations, Sam. What do you think they do? Are we doing a, a title defense every night? Are we doing a triple threat on, on night three of Wrestle Kingdom? What's what's the plan? I I'll tell you this. I much. told you I the plan last week. I told you the plan last week. They do the thing where everyone has someone has to win twice in a row. Yeah, that's what they do. And you have, I mean, I guess you have to put Osprey in there. 
Assuming they can get Osprey, we we I mean, can Osprey him. has. I think Osprey is more likely to come over than Jay White. That's my opinion, because uh, he was there when Jay White left. Yeah, he was until he got hurt. Anyways, that's what I think you do. I think you have those three compete on at least two or three of the nights. Whoever wins two matches, it should be Okada, is the champion. And, of course, he'll probably just toss the two world titles to the side and hold his belt because he said so. But I think that might be the best way to go. I have no idea what they're going to do. We just talked about this. They have a lot of problems right now, but the one solution is that Okada has the old title. Okada is just shitting on his own promotion because he can, and it's just amazing. And Shibata's back. Maybe that's who should win. Shibata should win all the titles. I agree. Now we're in agreement. (laughs) <laughs> well yeah you're trying to tell me goto should win i was like I know, I, i'm not I saying he should, him, i'm not I, saying he should win i'm saying he's your lineal he's champion fair enough fair enough bound for glory happened this past saturday for oh, impact I forgot what we were talking about next impacts big pay-per-view bound for glory um uh forbidden door galore uh was this pay-per-view as well that was the subtitle um uh, a lot of stuff happened a lot of stuff, uh, you know, some news came out of it. Um, thoughts overall, though, Scotty, on Brown for Glory? Ask me the letter rating. Give me a letter rating for Bound of Glory. D. And that's a legitimate rating for someone that watched the show live. It was a complete letdown of a show. Your biggest show of the year needs to be important. Fun fact. None of it until the final match felt important. And then they said, fuck the fans. We're getting rid of what you want. Here's this. It was one of the worst shows I've watched all year. Let's talk about the main event. Josh Alexander, Christian Cage, impact world title match on the line. Um, Josh Alexander walks away. We'll get to that. Josh Alexander wins the title, and I thought it was a very good match. I, I did this, too. This match was really good. It was good wrestling. It was professional wrestling. Like it wasn't your like high flying shit. It was just good, solid wrestling. And I and I was super happy about Josh Alexander winning. Super happy about Josh Alexander winning. Did I think you go unspoiled. Uh, no, no, no. Oh, damn it. <laughs> I wish you got to experience the pain that I did. I didn't. Yeah. So I came at it with a different light. And I, I think that that'll be because of it. But I loved jo- I really love that Josh Alexander was able to get the title. Um, however, the winner of the previous match, the call your shot gauntlet match, Moose, Moose, Moose. We called it. We knew it because we made a big deal about the stupid call your shot gauntlet last week. And we're like, you know what? It's probably just going to be Moose. And it was fucking Moose. He comes out while Josh Alexander is celebrating with his wife and child. Moose comes out. Josh Alexander pushes his children into the corner and his wife in the corner. Moose spears him. Three seconds later, Moose is now your Impact World Television, not World Television, your Impact World title holder. His wife and child now have to comfort the knocked out Josh Alexander. Moose stands over all three of them to close out the show. Like it was like, oh, he won the title. Bye. Moose. 
you don't actually mean that. You don't actually mean that. I know you don't. I know you don't. You and me were both on the Josh Alexander must win. Josh Alexander must close the pay-per-view at all costs. He is the right next champion. And he was the next champion, but little did we know there was actually a next champion again. What? It was so dumb. It wasn't a good decision. I'll, I'll give it this. Good heat. Yeah, the, it was good, good heat. Good heat. A lot of good heat. I hate Moose. But sometimes. He comes down to the booking, and I, I I think you screwed up Josh Alexander. Josh Alexander, only a couple months left on his contract. He might be walking away. I think you get as much of a title reign out of Josh Alexander as you can before you give it to like a, like a Moose. Also, you should have had W. Morrissey win it and have, and have W. Morrissey do this. He's fresh. He's new. He's, well, for this company, for this promotion. He's exciting. He's reinvented himself. He's not Moose. He's not Moose. Moose is good. Moose is I, fine. But Josh Alexander, come on. Like, I, I think we all knew Moose was eventually going to win the world title. Like, it's been years of just assuming. Yeah. yeah. But why now? Why in the one moment when you just were supposed to make a top star lead you into the future make and this a after star a match really stopped with that and i get to that but this was so upsetting and it was so fresh off a great wrestling match it was a great wrestling match christian cage did his best at helping josh alexander have the star making performance i thought the finish to that match was perfect mm-hmm. where christian shoulders out he can't reach for the rope josh alexander steps on that he taps out, and Josh Alexander instantly just breaks down into happiness. He's like, holy shit, I did it. Yeah. And they said, LOL, TNA, instantly. It was like, you got like, oh, his family got in the ring. Oh, it's over. Moose is here. Yay. Woo. Great. It was the worst decision they could have possibly made. Uh, again. I wouldn't have cared if they did it on the tapings. I would have loved it. I would have preferred it if the following up episode was that. I think that would have been good. Then you would have just got the moment. Let let me feel good. I don't want to yeah. hear. I I hate. This was. I hate when booking is that. When booking is like I. I mean, Grant. Look, 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 look. I want to be the the worked individual here, where I say like, this is good heat. But it's good heat. It is great heat. Every all everyone everyone's heating it. Everyone's got heat here. But you had the potential to make a new young star for your company. Yes, his contract may be up, and yes, Tony Khan is going to be going for that contract. But maybe, maybe Josh Alexander stays, and maybe Josh Alexander wants to become a big star for your company and lead Impact forward. You need your you are you are Impact. Let's call it what it is. You are Impact. You need someone homegrown, essentially, to lead you right now. And you picked Moose. What are we doing? What are we doing? You had Josh Alexander. You heard that pop. Put the title on like him. The Let him keep it. Let him keep sucked. it. <laughs> yeah. Like, I want to put that out there. The crowd was not good, but they were into that. Uh... You need a star impact. Kenny a Omega impact is star. gone. Christian Cage is gone. According to reports, this partnership is done. Yeah, it's because Tony Khan got told about this. 
Probably. Probably. <laughs> It'd be funny if that was the uh, reason it ended. Here's my other big problem with this. Well, he heard Tony Khan heard the demon was coming back, and he's like, I got a guy. Yeah, that was here. probably enough. So here's another problem. Bound for Glory is the pay-per-view that most people watch. I don't, for Impact, that is the pay-per-view that you're going to have the most viewers of the year. Yeah. And you do this. You turn away everybody. You turn away people that might have wanted whoa, whoa, to. Whoa. Well, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to defend them for a quick second because it is wrestling. Uh, the chase is something that people enjoy. And I think that's the booking idea here is the chase. But I already got the chase. I already got the one chase. I don't want two chases. That's, that's, that's like if you had Daniel Bryan. I know. Let's say, let's say we we'll call it what it is. Let you had lesser, you had Adam Page. You had Adam Page win the world title at full gear. And MJF cashed in two seconds after. Cashed in the ring or whatever. Would make sense because I still don't know what the stupid <laughs> ring's for. <laughs> but if that's the case, then why is he waiting so long? Uh, no. That's awesome. Waiting question. for a good opportunity. Yeah, uh, that's a great call. Like, if Hangman Page, well, no, people actually like like MJF. I don't think anyone likes Moose. So, like, let me think of someone no one likes. Oh, if you had Cody Rhodes cash in on Hangman Page right after, because I'm the EVP. That see, see, that would have been that would have been detrimental. That would have been a dumb move. I just, I guess I can't give this much breadth impact anymore. Like I, I gave them a chance this year. I really did. I was like, this is going to be the win. This is going to be the show. You're going to build Josh Alexander as your star. You're going to have him, Deanna Perrazzo as your two top stars. Yeah. And they laughed in my face on that one. Apparently we lost connection to Twitch and Twitter. I'm trying to load it back up. We never lost YouTube. So apologies, people watching the video chat. Yeah, this was upsetting. This was upsetting. Again, heat is heat. I get it. I get the heat. But you, I I feel impact. You have bigger priorities right now. And I feel that a, one of those priorities is to build up a new star. And I am unconfident that you're walking away with a new star out of this. Mickey James defeats Deanna Perrazzo for the Impact Knockouts title. Another really good match. I really thought this match was really good. I thought Mickey James is good. We talked about this last week where, look, we both felt that Deanna Perrazzo um, should retain here. But if anyone's going to beat Deanna Perrazzo, probably going to be Mickey James. And it turns out it was Mickey James. So I'll take a half lap on that one. But yes, Mickey James is a new champion. What did you think of the match? That's a match. Uh, it was good. It was probably like it was one of the better matches on the show. But at the end of the day, Impact tried to tell me that Mickey James was the goat, and I lost my mind. I couldn't believe they said that. Did Did you hear that? Did Did you hear them call Mickey James the goat? Yeah, and I heard you. You got flogged for it on Twitter. Oh, I got attacked by the Mickey James stands that I didn't know existed. Uh, that was interesting, except one of them had a Trish Stratus picture, and I was like, what? what? Why are you calling her the goat? That's wouldn't very, that's very, ir- goat? It's very ironic. <laughs> yeah, I was like, wouldn't Trish Stratus be your goat? Like, what are, what are you doing here? And then people were like, name why she isn't. And I was like, I, you don't want me to. Uh, I just 
anyways, Mickey James. I have nothing against Mickey James. You and me agreed. If someone's going to beat her, it's going to be her. That doesn't mean I'm not upset. Like, I, I feel like Deanna Perrazzo should still be champion. I, I don't know. I just feel like you have a 344-day reign. You have that reign for a reason. And you have it ended by someone who's past their prime. I understand she's a big name and maybe she'll bring people to. I'm sorry. Who's watching Impact to watch Mickey James? Some people. I, I don't know the quarter hours, baby. The people that attacked me. That's who. I, it makes sense because hopefully you have a Tasha Steels or. I don't think Mercedes Martinez is going to beat her, so maybe Tasha Steeles. I legitimately can't name anyone else off the top of my head right now. I think we know what Mercedes Martinez's status of the company is. Well, I just know she has the shot because of the knockouts, knockdown, ah. knocked down, knockouts. Yeah, and I think Tasha Steeles probably makes a lot of sense as a heel champion. That being said, it is what it is. Good match. Good match. Very good match. I think I think uh I think Moose won. Nothing else matters on the show. I don't I don't care. I think Mickey James can still go. I, she I, can. I, I think I she can still go. I think I it was a very good that. match. I'm interested to see where Deanna goes next. I wouldn't be surprised if we see her go into the tag division. Um I don't know who she would team with, but uh we'll see. Um that's my that's my prediction. Impact World Tag Team Title Three Way Match, where Doc Gallows and Carl Anderson, the Good Brothers, defending their titles against Bullet Club team members of Chris Bay and Hikaleo. We found out, of course, on Impact. We didn't know this on our preview that Chris Bay was in the show. Uh, and uh, Finn Juice, David Finley, and Juice Robinson. Uh, thoughts on this match? Do you know who's part of Bullet Club? Who? The House of Torture. <laughs> I like how during the match, Hikaleo went for like the two sweet, the under two sweet, and Doc Giles was like, no, no, no. The only thing that matters is the high one. And I was <laughs> just was like, funny. oh, there we go. There's a that distinction here. I was hoping he would do an elite thing, but uh, whatever. We'll get the we'll get the, the little. Hey, pup, we don't have to see Giles and Anderson in AEW anymore. That's what I was told when the uh, Forbidden Door shut its door yeah i think someone was like i think the best thing that came out of the impact <laughs> partnership was bte <laughs> was the bete bits great that's wonderful that's always what i like in my partnerships i thought this match was good uh made me realize how much new japan misses fin juice more than anything i think they missed him a lot well i mean that's my question is uh, i don't at, at the time of recording i don't believe we know world tag league i don't think we'll know until a little bit world tag league participants so i would not be surprised what's that tonight is that later tonight i don't know i don't know uh i i was uh, maybe we'll find out soon but um i wouldn't be surprised if they finjus are going to work the tapings and then they'll head on over to japan for for a little bit and then they'll get into world tag league i wouldn't be surprised if they come back for that and then and then because then you can just stay even longer do the uh, the the Wrestle Kingdom spot, and you can come back to the states. That David Finley was going to NXT. Remember that? Yeah, remember that story. Yeah, the NXT 2.0 happened. He was probably like, <laughs> "That's a good one." Oh yeah, I forgot. I wonder if NXT 2.0 didn't happen, if he would have gone. Sure, sound like it. I mean, his dad works there. Triple H probably liked him. He's still young. He's very young. How old uh, is he? 
But you know, Juice Robinson's an engaged twenty-eight. Maybe he doesn't want to leave yet. David Finley's very young. Uh, I hope they do go back for World Tag League. They um, they're very missed. They're very missed. They'd be very enjoyable. Uh, they just better not get in the way of House of Torture. Yeah. <laughs> Um, here we go. Call your shot gauntlet. I don't know what oh. else there is to say about this. Moose wins. The demon showed up. Um, there was two minutes that were really good. It was the first two minutes. Laredo kid was in there. Rocky Romero was in there. The physical Chris embodiment Saban versus Rocky Romero. That was the first two minutes. The physical embodiment of the forbidden door after every single promotion he's been in here. Um, yeah, I don't know if there's much to say. Was there anything that really stood out to you for the call your shot gauntlet match? Yeah, how bad it was. <laughs> it was like really bad. Like I guess the, the two, demon the two minutes. Up. The two minutes. And it's not even the demon you wanted. It's the demon that we it was the demon that Johnny Swinger thought was Kiss. Can we just talk about how wrestling Twitter got got and thought it was like, oh no, TNA V and TNA, they just signed the demon for a full contract and whatever, and they're like they're not realizing that it's just a gimmick battle royal. It was pretty impressively bad, I'm not gonna lie to you. That's the uh, that's the standing for wrestling Twitter on it. On they TNA also and had such bad surprises on the whole entire show. <laughs> like there was rumors that Bray, uh, not Bray, Braum was gonna show up. Uh, Buddy Murphy might sign. They got nobody. <laughs> Let me see. There was a fightful uh, story about that actually. Let me see if I can look into that as well. Uh, while I look into that, let me hear your thoughts on <laughs> oh, the no. tag team match. Heath came out there of nobody. Turns out his partner, his best friend, Rhino, was able to support him uh, as they went up against Diener and Joe During of Violent by Design. Yeah, they answered our question. No, Eric Young's not ready to come back, uh, which was very upsetting. Uh, this match sucked. I did not care. Uh I, and it's funny because I like I liked Heath Slater and Rhino back in the day, uh, but there was just like you just were sitting there like, can Rhino show up, please, so this can end? Like that was that that's what the match was. Yeah, the match was waiting for Rhino to come out. It was out. not a pay per view match, no. Let alone your biggest pay per view. Again, this is their biggest pay per view. Fightful Select had learned that three big names that Impact Wrestling attempted to bring in didn't work out. The three names were Braun Strowman. The talent believed that Braun Strowman was coming in. Uh, Sean Ross Sapp confirmed that both sides had talks, but no deal was made. Bray Wyatt was also contacted about coming in. Fightful was being told. What's that? Next week is when his 90 days are up. I think that's part of it. Uh, Fightful is being told that a deal to bring in Bray Wyatt to impact was never close to happening. And it's probably because his deal is not, he, he can't even do anything yet. So I think that's just people working themselves into a shoot. Um, uh, another impact name, which I found this to be quite surprising. Bronson Reed, Ooh. who was booked and then unbooked for the show. I don't, he was booked. He was according to fightful. He was booked and then unbooked. I don't know why. Am I, it could, it could, it, it could be Impact. It could be Bronson. I, who the hell knows? It could be that they all three of them heard that Moose was winning. <laughs> they said no. See ya. Bray's like, give me another ninety, <laughs> baby. Let me get out of here. <laughs> oh, it was just, oh my god! What? 
I mean, I understand if you wanted to bring all through any of them in, because like I think Bronson Reed's a good wrestler. I think Bray would offer a lot to impact. And Braun's there. I mean, he's there. He he's someone people know. I I'm trying to find a redeeming quality. I'm having a tough time. Uh but they're better off. They're just better. They're better off as in the wrestlers, not impact. And that is our review on the Heath and Rhino (laughs) match versus Violent by Design. Impact X Division title tournament three-way match. Trey Miguel wins the X Division title uh, by defeating El Fantasmo and Steve Macklin. I thought this match was great. I think this match challenged for match of the night. I don't know if it beat it, but I think it was very, very good. Steve Macklin was, to me, the most impressive thing coming out of this match. Yeah, you just took everything that I was going to say, so... I'm gonna say anything. There'll be your inspiration, inspiration debut, Cassie Lee and Jesse McKay to defeat Decay. McKay defeats Decay, Havoc and Rosemary to become your Impact Knockout Tag Team Champions. Thoughts I can't on this believe match. you actually listened to the song. I watched I the know. music video for research purposes only. Oh yeah, I bet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> did you know I that? Bet. Did you know the music video also has a jail motif? <laughs> oh my god! What is what is happening? In this Every, world? Everyone coming out of WWE is like, I gotta do the jail motif. <laughs> kind of get this in here. Yeah, no one tell them that they weren't that good. Uh, this was just such a like, hey. We got them. Here's the delts. Yay. We, we talked about this That's for our preview. Fine. We talked about this for our preview is that um, uh, the inspiration here are not like the best of wrestlers, um, but we also felt that like the first match being Havoc and Rosemary is not going to do them any favors. You know, Havoc is Havoc. Rosemary hasn't been good since her injury. Um, you know, in my opinion, um she hasn't a lot she, of people agree yeah she you know she hasn't been the same so this this match did them no favors like the first ever the first spot with cassie lee and rosemary was like a botch you know it, it, it's, <laughs> it was it, yeah you know it's not this isn't what it's going to be here folks i don't know it's cool to give them the titles but now it's like you know same thing we talked about last week what division do we got who who you know who who what match do you want to see with the inspiration inspiration versus whom Tasha Steele Savannah Evans that could be cool I guess but they're still those are still very green people you just call Tasha Steele's green yeah she's still How she's still you. she's still a little green she's one of their best which I mean says a lot about their roster to be fair uh, uh we're talking <laughs> Tennille Dashwood uh and Madison Rain oh which, that'll be so bad we're talking Decay again. Uh, Jordan Grace and Rachel Ellering is literally like the only good team. Jordan Grace and Rachel Ellering. <sighs> I think they should beat Moose. I think the inspiration should beat Moose. At this point, be your inspiration. Okay, I need you to stop saying. We need to stop talking about Bound for Glory. That's what we need to do. But I had I had the countdown to Bound for Glory Impact Digital Media Title Tournament Final. Jordan Grace wins. Any thoughts? That was the right choice. Jordan Grace looks great. She's yoked. She's yoked. She, she looks so good. She's, 
She she's in the best shape of her life, and they gave her a digital media title. I thought the best two people out of this match were uh, Jordan and John Skyler. I'm really enjoying John, John Skyler. Skyler's good. Yeah. yeah, I'm really enjoying John Scott. I wish they did more. They do more with him. Put him in the X division. I don't care. Probably have him beat Moose. Moose. <laughs> yeah, who should beat Moose? Who? Think of the worst wrestler on Impact. Man- Interesting. You came back to Moose. That's impressive. <laughs> I was gonna Anyways, say, I was going to say Manny Lemons. <laughs> I don't even know who that is. Johnny <laughs> Swinger should beat Moose. Moving on. Mm-hmm. Hernandez. Jordan Grave should be close. Yeah. Crown oh Jewel. Oh my God. What is this show? <laughs> the Crown, Crown Jewel is actually a good pay per view. I'll, I'll go on record and say that. Crown Jewel took place out of the, the morally corrupt Crown Jewel took place. $50 million. $50 million? $50 billion? $50 million Crown <laughs> Jewel. <50 billion? laughs> I would do that. I would go. Uh, fifty million dollar crown jewel, morally corrupt crown jewel took place. The morals are gone. <laughs> fifty billion. <laughs> I mean, I, I think I think you even, tell me the morals weren't gone at fifty million. <laughs> I think I think those in the wrestling media would agree that uh, you know, maybe <laughs> your one man show. Yeah, yeah. I, I think those in the wrestling media would agree if it was fifty billion, we'll all be on that show. Ring Post Radio presents <laughs> live Crown Fools. <laughs> For fifty billion dollars. Alright. One time so, payment of fifty billion. Oh, you guys want late night ring post radio. <laughs> That's more. <laughs> you get me wine drunk and we'll talk about it. Oh my god. Can we just talk about what are your there's a lot of there was a lot of backlash to uh, wrestling media, Twitter, whatever, what have you, about people covering the show and even saying the show was good, and you know, and being like, fe- and feeling that they have to talk about the show and have to talk about like, you know, what we did last week. Shayna's not going to be win- winning the Queen's Crown because she's lesbian. Sami Zayn's not going to show up uh, because of you know who he is. Uh, you know, Dewdrop probably not going to win because of who she is. You know, like these these things we talked about. There was a lot of backlash in that regard. Do you have anything to say about that? Because I I have a thought about it. I'm not. It's just. I think people need to understand that it's this is the person's job. Like this is what they're paid to do. It's like saying to just stop your work, stop doing what gives you what puts food on the plate of your family like this is what they have to do my the webs one of the websites i am an editor editor for we only cover the title matches like we don't preview we don't review we do nothing about that i don't like i covered the show for them and all i wrote down was Zelina vega one blah 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 mm-hmm. xavier woods one king of the ring i didn't put crown jewel in the title like, there's ways to get around it. But I think it's very unfair to people that this is their job to blame them for covering something that is their job. You don't blame the people. If you're going to blame anyone, you blame a website. But at the same time, this is a wrestling paper of the biggest wrestling company in the world. This it, is- it's a hard situation because of the morals at hand. 
But when Sean Ross Sapp is covering it, you have to understand this is his job. And we've we talked about it. We covered it. We we're covering it right now. We talked about it last week and we did a preview. We also talked about it how we feel about the show, how we don't like the show, how we don't like the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia, what they've done, their views on women, their views on LGBTQ, what they've done in the past with the Washington Post journalists, what they did with the wrestlers and the whole plane story, which I can't wait to see that Dark Side of the Ring episode, whenever that pops up. Like we've talked about it before, like, and we even mentioned about whether or not we even cover this. But we felt mm-hmm. we didn't do it because it's also like it's wrestling. That's what the show is. This is wrestling, and I don't want. I, I don't want. I'm not. I'm not promoting this show. Fuck yeah. this show. Fuck this crown jewel. I don't want to be talking about this. I'm only talking about what these wrestlers put in. I don't. Well, know they have to. They don't have a choice. Yeah. Well, I like, guess. Kevin, I guess. Kevin, well, <laughs> well, here's the thing. Like their choices are weird. Yeah. It's weird how that works because like Kevin Owens is one person that does not do them. He does not do them whatsoever after the first one. I don't blame him. But, I don't blame him. But then there's someone like Mustafa Ali who goes and is donating his entire purse to charity. So and, that's one way to look at it. As and well. goes to have the first Muslim versus Muslim match in right. wrestling so, history. It's hard for me to blame the wrestlers who weren't part of the deal. Yeah, that was brokered between Vince McMahon and the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia. Like the people you're getting mad at is WWE as a whole. That's fine, but what we are covering and what people are covering WrestleMania is the wrestlers and what their output was. Yeah, they were wrestling wrestling matches because that is their job. Because and like like we, you and I have decided what we're doing, we are burying Crown Jewel. But we would like to celebrate some of the great wrestling that was on the show. You know what I will celebrate is what the women wrestlers are trying to do. I'll celebrate that because if they're not doing that, like you could see the look on people's faces when they were wrestling, like the legitimate fans in the crowd. There was true happiness there. Which good crowd. Best crown jewel crowd. It was the best. It was was going to sound. This was the best Saudi Arabia show that they've done it's not even close like in terms of just the content the wrestling itself it was the best so let's i guess break it down universal title match roman reigns versus brock lenzer uh you just call him lenzer (laughs) i do that sometimes sometimes my mouth my mouth doesn't read right if it helps if it helps i do the same thing yeah uh roman reigns ends up winning when both men are knocked out paul Heyman grabs the universal championship throws it in the middle of them and say you know what to do with it i loved it actually playing uh, both sides and then roman like reigns I, eventually i know wins. people hate the mess and like they just like the wrestling and it of course but as someone that watches wwe this is the story that was being told and the idea was to further the story to wrestlemania because there was no rock roman match this year this is your match at WrestleMania. And to me, to me, Paul Heyman has played his role perfectly. I think everything he's done has been perfect. Do I wish the match had a not shitty ending of a title to the face of Brock Lesnar? Absolutely. But that was never going to happen. So, like, do you just go into it knowing that you'll be fine? I wish, my only complaint about it was I wish that we didn't continue the aspect of the story of Paul Heyman still playing, still stuck in the middle, still playing both yeah, sides. Yeah, you wish he just picked the side. I wish he just picked the side. I wish he just picked Roman 
And then Brock can have more of the revenge aspect. What if he didn't want to pick Roman? That's that's the thing. Is the, the fact the, the the fact that that was decision that upsets me because it's like you know what we're trying to get to April. November's going to be a wash because we got Survivor Series, so we're fine with that. Brock can maybe get distracted by something. He's suspended. He can be suspended for however long, right? He already is. Well, so yeah. Well, there we go. Like- he he beats up Paul Heyman on Friday Night SmackDown because Paul Heyman turned his back on Brock, and then he gets suspended. Well, he beat up Adam Pierce. Yes, but we could do that with Paul Heyman, and then he can, and then Adam Pierce is also there, and he gets beat up, and then you know, there's ways there's ways you can do it. Well, I'm just saying they already suspended. Like, I know. it was I know. it was very easy to do. But th- but, but that goes to show is that it was like a good brawl though. The, but that also goes to show that that was the plan. So why not just have Paul Heyman decide? Fair. That's, that's fair. That's that's my point of it. I thought the match was fairly good until I, I, the until the shit ending. I think I, yeah. that, I think a lot of people could agree to that. I thought Roman, you know, doing his dive over the top, like he doesn't do that a lot. So like that tells you, okay, he's doing this. Roman's a very good wrestler. I feel bad though that they have seemingly tried to mess with his feud, like his title reign here. They've given him a lot of weird opponents and whatnot. Um, I mean, yeah, they gave him Cena, which was big, and they gave him Brock, which is big. But other than that, like since that Cesaro match, it's been just kind of there. Well, it's because Roman doesn't have anyone. No, or well, never, never. Ro- I think the roster shuffle hopefully gives him some new people. Look, um, let me, let me there look was at- actually something interesting that they posted the other day, which kind of told you who the main eventers are on the show moving forward. Okay. Uh, so let me get that up. You can talk. Okay. So they said pick the next championship challengers, and f- they have four options for each title. Uh, for the Universal Championship, they have Drew McIntyre. Sure. Cesaro. Yeah. Sheamus. Yeah, I think he can easily slot him. So he's got Jeff Hardy. The one that I have kept saying is a very easy story to make because people, for some crazy reason, cheer him the loudest. You make you make him a you give him a bunch of wins. He works up to a universal title match. People are invested in that. It's a very simple story to tell. And 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 top dollar. All right, moving on. <laughs> SmackDown Women's Title Triple Threat Match: Becky Lynch defeats and retains her title against Bianca Belair and Sasha Banks. I didn't like this match. It was weird. I felt this match was sloppy. Mm. I felt they're trying this... to do a lot, and they're trying to do a lot, which is fine. Yeah, if you can nail it. And I just, yeah, it never fully connected with me like I wanted it to. Yeah. It had a nice chase finish, which I enjoyed mm. from the triple threat aspect of it. But I felt that this match was kind of sloppy and I did, the spots didn't land. I felt like they were just kind of all over the place. It I give them an excuse, though. What's the excuse? I think it's very difficult to wrestle in Saudi Arabia when you're a woman. I think you have a difficult time, like, fully just. Like it's really tough to just relax and be calm, probably, because like it's probably fair. It's a very difficult situation. Like I remember when Lacey Evans and Natalia wrestled that first time, it wasn't a good match, but like I remember that felt very tense. Like yeah. it was a tense watch for me, let alone what they were probably going through. 
Sure. I don't, I don't think that's incorrect. Big E defends his WWE Championship against Drew McIntyre. Uh, and Big E de- defends and wins after 13 minutes and 23 seconds. Big men. Big men. Slap and beat, baby. I enjoyed this match a lot. You know, you knew who was winning, but I thought they had a very good physical match. Uh, Biggie's the man. Like I think Biggie's been a great champion, and uh, it was a good way for Drew to end his road at Raw. Yeah, go out, you know, go out uh, against Biggie. I think this kind of put over Biggie a little bit more. Uh, you know, good, good choice. Good big meaty men slapping meat. That's what we all want to see, right? Big meaty men slapping meats. I've been saying that. I've been saying that for for weeks. Can't wait for Goldberg versus Biggie, the dream match. Yeah, baby, he won that <laughs> match. So, well, we'll get to that match, I guess. Uh, Xavier Woods against Finn Balor, King of the Ring final. Yes, all hail King Woods. I was so happy. I literally could not care less. Like if Finn lost clean, I know people were like, are you kidding me? Finn Balor, who could barely lose to Roman Reigns, lost clean to Xavier Woods. It's like, listen, look, man, the demon lost. What are we going to do? Yeah. I was like, no one's watching crown jewel. First of all, like there's not nearly enough people that care enough about this pay-per-view because first of all, it's at 12 o'clock in the day. (laughs) Second, like who cares? Yeah. And third, all hail King Woods. Like, this is the only result that anyone wanted. They actually did it. I'm happy. That's all that matters. Yeah, I will commend this pay-per-view for making what felt like all the right decisions. I think every single match, well, I mean, barring Becky Lynch, I feel like Sasha or Bianca, we could have avoided the whole SmackDown situation that we opened the show with. But I feel like they went with, like, all of the right decisions. You know? I agree. I feel I didn't really like this match too much either. I didn't like the finish where it was like Xavier Woods goes for the same move he got countered on. Um, it, it, it felt flat at the end. Yeah. For me. It felt flat. But I'm not taking that away from Xavier Woods winning. Uh, his infatuation with winning the King of the Ring. He has done it. His dream. I also, and I don't know if you agree with this. I posted this in our Slack. I feel like, and I don't think it's happening overnight or within the year, but I feel like this is the beginning of the end of Xavier Woods in WWE and maybe wrestling as a whole. What? Yeah. I don't know. I <laughs> Xavier Woods has made a couple points about like, you know, leaving and already he's already told people about his retirement plans and whatnot. And as I understand it, King of the Ring was one of his like, final big um, accomplishments he wanted to achieve after all these firings of his friends and whatnot. And honestly, he's, he's making video games. He's got the second career up and going. You know, New Day has lived its purpose. Got Kofi Kingston a world title. Big E is now being pushed as a champion. Xavier Woods got the King of the Ring title. It served its purpose. Do we need a? Do we keep need the the trio? Is Xavier Woods? I don't, and I'm when I say sunsetting of his career as maybe a wrestler as all well, or just moving to AEW or whatever, what have you. I'm not saying like this is the next year now. I'm saying like three to five years. I'm still saying we have plenty of time with Xavier Woods. I just feel like I don't know. I I don't know. I feel like this is maybe. I don't know how much longer we have with him. 
That's my personal hey, take. That's my personal opinion. I I don't see him leaving anytime soon. I think three to five years is fair. Like if you know, since he's talked about it before. Mm-hmm. Um I think for the time being, he's just happy to be with his, you know, Kofi and yeah. Biggie. And he's been like that for a long time. Like there's he's been happy to just be with them. Yeah. Uh, I definitely think his friends getting released took a toll on him. And I think it takes a toll on the rest of his career. And so this is all is it, pure speculation, obviously. I know nothing. I feel like for Xavier, he would be more likely to just stop wrestling yeah. than just flat out leave the new day and so on. Yeah, and I agree. I think I think stopping. I can see him stopping wrestling. He can go into video games. He can continue the YouTube Twitch career. He'd be a great manager if he ever just wanted to do the out of ring aspect. Completely agree. Completely agree. I, I I don't you know I don't think he'll be ever like gone from wrestling as a whole. But and this is all pure speculation. Again, I know nothing. I'm just thinking <laughs> based on reviews, you know, based on interviews, and based on him getting this achievement. I'm just sort of like you know. I don't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be surprised. I'm not saying anything's happening around the corner again. Three to five years. That's my guess. So, in Victor, well, three to five years from now on the show, maybe I'll have a victory lap of a century. <laughs> Goldberg versus Bobby Lashley in a no holds barred falls count anywhere match. Goldberg defeats Bobby Lashley in 11 minutes. Goldberg. This Goldberg went the length here with an 11 minute match. Boy, howdy! Thoughts on this pay per view show match? It was the best Goldberg match of his Saudi Arabia career. Moving on. <laughs> Zelina Vega defeats Dewdrop to become your queen of the ring to receive the queen's crown. A whopping five minutes. It was like a marathon out there. Uh, <laughs> the match wasn't very good, but I'm happy Zelina won. Yeah, Zelina was right move, I think. Uh, I don't know what Dewdrop's gimmick is or whatever is happening. It's but... painful. I hate her music. <laughs> I hate when she dances. I hate everything about it. But Zelina Vega, we talked about this last week. Zelina Vega, if it wasn't going to be Shayna Baszler, Zelina Vega is a great person that can do the character of the queen. Um, you know, that's why we also move Charlotte over to SmackDown. So we can have Zelina Vega on Raw as the queen. Makes all the sense in the world. I think she can be really great at it. Uh, and I think it's something that she needed to maybe jump up into the next thing. Mm. You know, in terms of character. Yeah. But we'll see if anything else sure. comes out about. We'll out see. About. Might never see the queen again on TV, <laughs> but we'll see. RK Bro defend their Raw Tag Team Championships against AJ Styles and Omos where they were able to defend, uh, successfully retain those titles. There was a camel. That's about all I got. Yes, I should say, before the match, Riddle came out on a camel. I can confirm uh, from the people I have talked to that, in fact, Randy Orton did not come out on a snake. Um, so that he is... He did not. He did, he not, did not come out on a snake. We can confirm that here. Ring post I just hope exclusive. AJ Styles becomes a singles wrestler again. Yeah, we talked about it. I think I think this is the end. Hopefully, the end of the feud. WWE likes to continue their feuds into a millennia, but I think this would be a good end of the feud, and we move AJ Styles into the world title picture against uh, Biggie as a challenger. 
Y'all want to go big? Let's say that. Mansoor versus Mustafa Ali in a 10-minute match uh, in Crown Jewel in Saudi Arabia. First ever Muslim v. Muslim match. So like they said, like Mustafa Ali and Mansoor both said, hopefully this is a match that is able to... Um, uh, what's the word? Uh, inspire future generation. Um, uh, and I think this was a good match. I really enjoyed this. I thought this match was a really good match. I think they put on a good showing, good story. Um, I, I don't want to talk about the after post match part yet, but what did you think of the match? I had confidence in saying this could have been the match of the night. It wasn't, but it was very good. Uh, I think Mansoor is very good. I think, you know, he also dunked on Ryback this week, so that was cool. And uh, I think Mustafa Ali is legitimately like the most underutilized talent in WWE. So I hope someday Mustafa Ali is appreciated somewhere because he should be a main event talent, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, and, you know, the day Mansoor wins the WWE title at Saudi Arabia, like you said, We'll, we'll we'll talk about it when we get there. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna guess that next year is gonna be the IC title. That's gonna be my that's gonna be my mm. guess. Mm, I can see it. I'm pitching. I'm going. I'm doing. I'd be like Sheamus or something. I'm doing these uh these long term uh victory laps. That's what I'm trying that's to do. That's for Mansoor. Mansoor is eventually oh, going and, to uh, win the WWE Championship and, 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 uh, and, and I want There are people that have disagreed with me, by the way, Scotty. And I'll tell you this much. I can see it though. Ginger Mahal was the WWE champion because of an India TV deal. There have been stranger things to happen. So Edge versus Seth Rollins, Hell in a Cell. Edge defeating Seth Rollins. Great match. I think if you were super into the story, I wasn't super into the story, but if you were super into the story, I think you would super love this match. Otherwise, good match. Good match. Great match. It it was exactly what the Hell in a Cell was made for. Like, the Hell in a Cell was made for a blood feud to complete the feud, to end the feud. Yeah. And I think this match reminded a lot of people that Seth Rollins is a good professional wrestler. I know it's been a while since he's, like, you know, done the wrestling stuff, but he's very good. And Edge... God bless the man. Didn't lose a step. I think he's still, you know, he just gets it. He has always gotten it. He doesn't need to do the, oh my God moments to deliver a good match. I thought this was great. Uh, The, 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 uh, when Edge pushed Rollins into the cell and he went crashing through the table, that was like a great spot. I loved that spot. Uh, I, I thought this was the match of the show one of the best Hell in a Cell matches in a very long time. Uh, This was, you know, probably on maybe on par with the Becky Sasha one a few years ago. I really liked that one. Uh, I liked Becky and Bailey last year, but you know, there was no crowd. It was a, it was a feud worthy of the Hell in a Cell, but there was no crowd. So different animal there, but I thought this was a great match. Um, And bravo to both of them. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think it was an outstanding match. I, I, I'm I glad that this is a feud ender, even though despite what Lauren, not Lauren, <laughs> saying Lauren, what Peter Rosenberg said on the pre-show that, that, oh yeah, Seth Rollins is going to Raw, so it's the end of the feud. It's like, no, they're both going to Raw. Um, 
I wanted the this Barry being Peter Rosenberg. Um, but yeah, I thought Let's this. Do it. I, okay. I thought. <laughs> I thought this match was great. I thought this match was outstanding. I, I agree. I think I just not missed a step. I think this is probably. I would have to look at my back of my ratings, but I would say it's probably Edge's best match since his return. I'm not afraid in saying that. I thought this match was outstanding. Yes, I'll um, agree. I am. I'm not as high as Dave Meltzer, who gave it 4.75 uh, star ratings. I'm not that high, but I thought this match was outstanding. Great match. Yeah. Great match in WWE for a while. Great match in a while. In a while, you know. Yeah, it's probably the best match since WrestleMania time off the top of my head. Not including NXT. Yeah. Well, real NXT. Not not the mess that we're about to preview in two seconds. Did you watch Crown Jewel's kickoff show? No. <laughs> well, the Usos won. They beat the Hurt Business. The match was fine. The match was, you know, that's an okay. It was a good okay match. That was good. I'm glad. I'm glad we broke up the Hurt Business to only have them come back and face the Usos, who are Oof. now who are who are now SmackDown champions on Raw. And we Oof. just it, they're the SmackDown Yo. they're the SmackDown champions on Raw. And they didn't trade any titles. They're, they got drafted to SmackDown. No, the Usos? Yeah, they just happened to appear on Raw. There's no sense in it. They are Wait, drafted to SmackDown. Are you sure? I am 100% positive. Um, I don't know about that. <laughs> I know this for a fact. They were the first picks on night two by SmackDown. I'm looking, this, I'm looking into this. Okay, well, I'm telling you, I'm just saving you time. Okay, yeah, you may be right. Yeah, yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> this entire time, I thought they were moving. Maybe I'm Peter Rosenberg in this situation. God dang it. Oh, just absolutely dunked on yourself. All right, let's finish up this show. I'm exhausted. <laughs> yeah, late night. Halloween Havoc. Boom, chicka, boom. Sorry. <laughs> oh, were you doing NXT 2.0? <laughs> yes, I'm trying my best. <laughs> Halloween Havoc. The fact that they're doing this makes me really think that we're not getting a takeover anytime soon. We're not. Yeah. I think that was reported that we're not. So, there's not one for the rest of the year. No war games. There's not, at least not scheduled, I guess. So no, yeah. no, no. Hold on, I have to do this for Mikey. War games! That sounded so painful for you. Yeah, I've been drinking a lot of juice, Daddy's juice. Please don't ever call it Daddy's <laughs> juice again. Yu Shirai and Zoe Stark will be defending their NXT women's NXT tag team oh. titles in a stairway to hell ladder match. AKA against a ladder match. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say, I don't know what the difference is. Um uh, versus uh they'll be taking on defending those titles against Gigi Dolin and JC Jane of Toxic Attraction. And also Indy Hartwell and Persia Parada. Persia Parada is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> that last match was terrifying. That triple threat match with uh oh, where JC Jane killed herself almost, like immediately then, in the match. And then Porio Shirai had to like try to make that girl wrestle. Yeah, that was pretty bad. It was terrible in every aspect. I feel so bad for you. I just want her to go home so bad <laughs> yeah. i just don't want her to be there anymore and i don't want her on raw or smackdown at what point 
does Yoshirai uh how many times does Yoshirai jump off off of something high? Once. Wait, how high? Ladder? Hell hell high. <laughs> Once. Well, hell's in the ground, so that's interesting. Yeah, she's but, she's going in reverse. Yeah, it's a, yeah, I don't, I don't know what a stairway to hell is. Well, she did it with Candice LeRae last year. It's just a ladder match. Oh, was it? Was it the stairway to hell ladder match last year? Wait, are you mm-hmm. serious? Wait, hold on. Are you serious? Did it happen last year? Yeah. I'm looked into this. Is that they're doing the they same? Did, they the... did spin the wheel, make a deal, whatever the fuck it's called. <laughs> and they got the ladder match then, too. Oh, uh, it was no. Last year, please, Scotty, last year was a tables, ladders, and scares match. Oh, this year sorry. is a scareway to hell ladder match. Well, I will put $150 on last year's match being better than this one. <laughs> Seeing that there's three, like, I think okay to great wrestlers, and then there's everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> and that's half the match. So, uh-oh. Well, look, it's it's NXT. You make it a ladder match. You can make it more interesting. That's the WWE model, I guess. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. For the rest of the people that, you know, got hurt doing a suicide dive left. <laughs> now they're going on the stairway to hell. Scareway, scareway please. Nash Carter and Wesley of MSK will defend their NXT tag team titles against the Imperium team of Fabian Eichner and Marcel and Marcel Bartel. Yo, fuck the Florida fans. They <laughs> fucking suck. All the fans got angry at MSK because he was because Nash Carter tweeted that a like 13-year-old girl shouldn't be wrestling in a ring. That's what happened. And that's why they're booed. Also, like, Izzy likes Tessa Blanchard, so <laughs> may I say more? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was confirmed that uh, they, they don't understand why they're being booed either by Fightful. There was an interview they did with Fightful. They don't understand it. Uh, mm-hmm. They're comparing themselves to John Cena and hit the way he got booed. I don't know if that's the right way to be about it, but they're saying that they'll kill those people of kindness. That's the idea. MSK is great. Like they're like very good. They're a very good tag team. I think they, it, they've gotten way better being in NXT, honestly. Yeah, which is weird because that doesn't usually work out for some people. Uh, how do I say this nicely? Um, Florida needs to stop, you know, get, being weird with Izzy. You can just stop it being weird. I think. Well, that's <laughs> that's true. And I what what Nash Carter said was very harmless. <laughs> In retrospect, and the fact that they're getting and, booed and, out of the and building, honestly, we're talking, we're looking at it through the speaking out lens. Totally agreeable. Don't, no, she should not be. She should not be in there. No, exactly. And whoever that person was that said something about Nash Carter's dad, they can go after themselves. I'll let that linger because I think it's true. Um, if MSK wins, by the way. It would be really sad if all this happened and they lost the belt. Yeah. I, I I, don't know. I don't have an opinion to take on anything. I've been watching NXT 2.0. and Though Imperium's absolutely yoked right now. Imperium's Do you great. see Marcel Bartel? Yeah, he's fine. He's ripped out of his mind. I yeah. like him. He's good. Yeah. Um, 
NXT women's title match, Raquel Gonzalez versus Mandy Rose in a spin the wheel, make the deal match. So we'll find out what it is. Maybe it's a scare way. Maybe it's a tables, ladders, and scares. Maybe it's a coal miners glove match. Who the hell knows? But it's going to be Raquel Gonzalez versus Mandy Rose. Did you see what Twitter was doing with Mandy Rose this week? Oh, yeah, I just ignored that nonsense. That's how I felt, too. So, yeah, I've been getting into wine recently. Jesse and I went <laughs> to a wine tasting, and I, I so I, I haven't drank. It's like a two-hour delayed conversation. <laughs> that I, needs to end. We need to end the show. I'm trying to find th- something to talk about, man. I'm happy you got into wine. I'm not. I'm, is probably losing to Mandy Rose. I'll tell you this much. Wine. I'll tell you this much. I'm not much of a white wine guy. I'm not really much of a rosé guy. I'm more into the the California red. Does that make any sense? Does that tell me who I think is going to win? I don't know. Look into it, I guess. NXT title match: Tommaso Ciampa. Braun Breaker. Are we belting up Braun Breaker? Hell yeah. I, why Why not? Just Let's do it. Let's just throw shit at the wall and see what happens. That's what? pretty much what they did to make the NXT logo. So, like, why, <laughs> why not? Like, why not? Why don't we just, you know, run with this? Braun Breaker is the best part of NXT 2.0 by, like, this many. So, just give him the belt. He's great. Put Put the belt on him. I would like to see Ciampa have it longer, but one hundred percent, I felt from the jump that Tommaso Ciampa holding the belt is a transitional right, champion. Right, my terrible Braun Breaker impression. Please, you want a friend? Get a dog. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I I just can't wait for the inevitable Braun Breaker versus Tony D'Angelo. That's what we're all here for. Forget about it. There you go. That's NXT Halloween Havoc. Much like this show. Forget about it. Who's hosting it? LA Knight? Yes, he is. Any takes on LA Knight hosting? He should probably not be in NXT 2.0. I don't expect. He's like 45 years old. I I don't expect him to be in it much longer, I'll be honest. Oh man, that's got to be Kane. Oh, he's gonna keep tossing sayings out there. That's got to be Kane. Remember that? I'm guy? Tired. Wasn't that? Wasn't that this week the Kane thing? I think so. I don't know. I lost track, dude. There Isn't the go. NWA thing today? Yeah, that's happening right now. That's funny. <laughs> the NWA all just win. Is there a title on the line? I don't know any. <laughs> I don't know any of the cards. I don't really. Care, I've been watching. Honestly. I've been watching NWA. Oh no! I saw the stupid main event was like Crimson versus like Jen, I don't even know Dax or, Jane or something in a steel cage yeah. match. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, who? <laughs> I was like, is that the Crimson from Impact, aka TNA? And I was told yes, yes, which blew my well, mind. We didn't talk about this at all. Uh, so Probably the, sh- the show is on tonight. There's only. According to the cage match, there was only two matches advertised. The Crimson Jack Stain Steel Cage match. And the other match, which was the Hex, Allison Kane, and Marty Bell, I imagine defending their titles against the team of Tootie Lynn and Kylie Ray. So we didn't talk about that whatsoever. But Did that even happen? I doubt it. Was it taped? 
No, this show is live. Then that title match definitely didn't happen. Yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to go into the whole Kylie Ray no, thing. I feel bad for Kylie Ray. I think uh, my advice: get out of the business. My advice is: I lo- I know that you're really good at wrestling, and I feel for you. Empathize. Just go be happy with be, doing something else. Be happy. Get out of this business. It feels like, based on my opinion, that it could be the business. Get out of it. Do something else, please. Yeah. For for you, for us as fans, I can't be yeah. doing that. I, I I feel incredibly bad. I understand that mental health struggle. I've gone through my own stuff. But as a as a wrestling fan, we can't we can't be doing this. I don't want to see you do this. Keep going through this. There Tootie Lynn probably just lost out on a paycheck because of this if this match got canceled. You know, it, what are we doing? It's yeah. just, it's frustrating. But yeah. I but I hope she gets better. I hope Kylie Ray gets better. I hope she stays yeah. away. If she comes back again, I said this before. If she comes back, she should stay. But I, I think give it a couple of years. Yes, I said they give it a year or two. Yeah. Just fully, just fully get out. Just fully get out and try to figure out who you are and what makes you happy. Because I don't know who every, takes, I don't. I don't know who would take her back. AW, no. AW, Impact, NWA. It just. No, it just doesn't work out. It's so sad because, you know, I think a lot of people enjoy Kylie's work. I'm one of them. Yeah, but me too. At, at the end of the day, just go be happy. Please. This clearly isn't it. Please. So that's that. I think we've talked enough. Yeah. I'm tired. You're tired. We both have work tomorrow. Let's stop talking about wrestling. I yelled about a child. So let's move <laughs> on. <laughs> thank you everybody listening to ring post radio we do the show typically every sunday morning uh so you can check us out on twitch.tv forward slash count you can check us out on youtube on facebook on twitter at count pod you can follow me on twitter at ryan knightsey plugs of the week my plug of course is at ryan knightsey on twitter uh and the match of the week that i'm going to recommend to you all um is the best match maybe in the entire G1 climax and that was Jeff Cobb versus Kazuchika Okada that block B final match. I thought that match was outstanding. Uh I definitely go recommend. I think Jeff Cobb from last year's G1 to even 2019's G1 to now just the the vast improvement. This guy is outstanding. Strap him up. Give me Jeff Cobb versus Ishii. That well, I take that back. Cobb is I, I think New Japan realized that Cobb is not the best with these big heavy heater Ishii, Ishii types. He is best with like, you know, Okada, Ibushi, you know, your your guys that he can throw around. So I don't know who to put him with, but I want to see more of this guy. Give, ooh, 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 Jeff Cobb versus Jay White. Ooh, baby. Ooh, yeah, yeah. Let's do it. That's my match. You done? Maybe that was good. I like the ooh yeah. That was good. That was that was pure excitement for all the Twitch people that aren't watching us now. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, anyways, uh, my match of the week is Pack versus Andrade. Yeah, because you picked the other match I was considering, so I will pick this one. Uh, there was a top rope brainbuster that you have to see to believe. Still upset it didn't end the match, but that's that's a conversation for another year. Uh, anyways, that's the show. Goodbye. See you later. Follow me at Scotty Wrestling. Blah blah. blah. See you later. 
This has been a Count Out Podcast. Hi, guys. This is Lauren. This is Michael. And this is your Dose of Death Podcast. If you're genuinely curious about the world of deathmatch wrestling, look no further as me and Mike have you covered on all things in the world of deathmatch wrestling, whether it's interviews, show reviews, or everything in between. We have you covered on all things deathmatch wrestling, whether it's past, present, or future. And you're probably wondering where you can go support us. You can find your Dose of Death podcast on all major podcast platforms, especially along with the Countout Network of Podcasts. And also, you can support us on the Countout Patreon, as we have exclusive content only on the Patreon for all of our listeners. We hope that you go listen to your Dose of Death podcast very soon. And see you at the shows.